Section 16 of Short Stories from Locomotive Engineers Journal, Volume 52. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Short Stories from Locomotive Engineers Journal, Volume 52, by Various section sixteen a trap foiled by sarah baxter one morning a young woman entered my law office in boston saying that a mutual friend had recommended me for an attorney she said that her father who was a widower and an old man had been ill for more than a year under the care of a trained nurse the nurse miss dartmoor was a woman about thirty-five years old she was attempting to marry her charge with a view to getting control of his fortune. A struggle was going on between the nurse and the daughter, the one trying to accomplish this marriage, the other endeavoring to prevent it. My client, Miss Ambrose, was having the worst of the struggle at the time, for Miss Dartmoor had taken the old man aboard his yacht, the Rowena, and had sailed away with him on the high seas, taking with her a considerable portion of his property in negotiable bonds and cash it occurred to me that the proper course for me was to get a warrant for miss dartmoor's arrest on a charge of kidnapping a deputy sheriff to serve it and give chase i called up a friend who knew all about yachts and where one could be procured and within a few hours i had chartered the nautilus an auxiliary boat and before sunset miss ambrose an aunt of hers myself and a deputy sheriff were off in the wake of the Rowena. All we knew of the direction taken by our adversary was that it was eastward. It occurred to me that Miss Dartmoor would endeavor to lose herself among the islands lying beyond Portland, though she might stop at that city for the purpose of being married. Miss Ambrose informed me that so far as she knew, her father had not thus far consented to a marriage, but he was quite feeble and if the nurse had sufficient time, she would doubtless dominate him to her purpose. On reaching Portland, we put in there, made a hurried search of the harbor, and not finding the Rowena, pushed on eastward, striking the islands as soon as we left port. They are very thick, and we passed many landings, which enabled us to make inquiries without stopping if any one had seen the yacht we were after. We soon got track of the Rowena, but she had twelve hours start of us and this was a great advantage to her nevertheless we tracked her sometimes by inquiring of those on shore but usually of those on the water she kept in among those islands nearest the mainland and nearest together miss ambrose was very much troubled lest her father give way before we could catch the party and if he did there would be no trouble in getting a clergyman to marry the couple at almost any of the villages on the shore i did all i could to encourage her and directed the engineer to keep up full speed from those of whom we inquired who had seen the rowena we knew we were gaining on her one advantage we had of our enemy a description of his yacht while it was not likely she had any idea even that she was pursued consequently we could approach her without our intention being discovered but miss ambrose had learned that the sailing-master of the yacht was in league with the woman and that he had enlisted a crew on whom he could rely 
to resist capture well we kept hearing of the rowena being nearer and nearer to us until at last rounding an island we saw her at anchor in a cove not a mile away from us in order not to excite suspicion i put the nautilus off a little but slowed down in speed after sailing about for a while with no apparent definite purpose constantly getting nearer the enemy i saw that she had a sufficient number of men on board to resist us if they saw fit if i could get near enough for the deputy to read the warrant should they refuse to yield they would be subject to the penalty of the law and this would be a great advantage to us i told the deputy to tie his white handkerchief around his neck instead of a cravat and otherwise make himself look as much as possible like a parson then sailing up to within a cable's length of the rowena i hailed her and asked if she would take a gentleman aboard a clergyman waiting for an opportunity to go to portsmouth there was a long delay in getting a reply i believed that miss dartmoor if she had not yet been married would welcome one who could marry her i was not disappointed a reply came that the clergyman would be welcome but there was not room for any one else i ordered out the dinghy the supposed clergyman and i got in and were pulled to the rowena we had a description of miss dartmoor and found a woman on deck whom we recognized as our quarry the deputy stepped on the deck and began at once to read the summons for a moment she flushed angrily but realizing that she had been tricked looked very much crestfallen i sang out that i was an attorney and desired to know whether she would obey or defy the law after a brief consultation with her sailing-master she decided to obey she was taken on board the nautilus and the two yachts sailed back to boston together her captive was very glad to be released he had no desire to marry any one but was not able physically or in will-power long to resist the pressure that had been brought to bear on him End of section 16